your song, Wishes. But your news is next. It's the eye of a tiger. Dream of a fight. Rising up to challenge a rival. The last known survivor starts to pray in the night. Vision Clinic? Yes, Vision Clinic for glasses, sunglasses, and contact lenses. Vision Clinic carries top designer frames and sunglasses like Versace, Dior, Michael Kors, Maui Jim, and Ray-Ban. Are they local? Of course. Vision Clinic's family-owned business has been serving Niagara for over 20 years with 10 giant locations. Where does my family go if we need eye exams? Vision Clinic will book your eye exam for you and with an optometrist and their labs can have your glasses ready in about an hour. TheVisionClinic.ca it wasn't me. The justice system is not perfect. Let's get to work. Monday on CTV. You get five days. For each case? One lawyer is determined. What the hell is all this? To right the wrongs. You gotta get me out. Protect the innocent. We're running out of time. And uncover the truth. From the executive producer of Criminal Minds. This unit could do good. Haley Atwell stars in Conviction. Conviction. Monday at 10 on CTV. From the 610 CKTV News Center, Niagara, now. Good morning, it's 10 o'clock. I'm Noelle St. Clair. Clouds and showers today. Right now it is 15 degrees. Coming up, some good news on the economy front and students in Niagara break out the orange t-shirts. But first, checking CKTV, time saver traffic. It is a problem-free ride in Niagara right now. At the borders, there is a 10-minute delay for U.S.-bound travelers at both the Queenston-Lewiston and the Peace Bridge in Fort Erie. On the Welling Canal, all the bridges are currently down and available. In the news, the economy grew 0.5% in July, the second month of recovery from a significant decline in May. Don Kelly has more. July's reading is a better showing than many economists predicted and comes on the back of a 3.9% increase from June in the mining, oil and gas extraction sector. That included a 19% increase in non-conventional oil extraction as oil sands production returned to normal after the wildfires in Fort McMurray, Alberta. The figures indicate the economy began the third quarter on solid footing after experiencing a significant contraction in the second quarter. Don Kelly, The Canadian Press. A terrifying start to the morning on Wednesday for students, staff and parents at DeWitt Carter School in Port Colborne. Police say a woman was sexually assaulted by a man in the area of Bell Street and Davis Street while she was walking her child to school. The same suspect is also accused of entering the school property unlawfully and grabbing a young female student by the arm. Staff intervened and called police. A 47-year-old Port Colborne man is charged with sexual assault and assaulting a person under the age of 16. He's being held in custody until a bail hearing. October 7th. A 33-year-old St. Catharines woman has avoided jail after being found guilty of smuggling pot into the U.S. inside a foosball table. Miranda Farron, who had no previous criminal record, received a three-year conditional discharge instead of a possible 18 months in a U.S. prison. A Niagara County judge also ordering Farron to perform 500 hours of community service. An Ontario government backbencher is trying to outlaw scalper bots, computer software that scoops up blocks of tickets to concerts and sporting events and forces customers to the expensive resale market. Liberal Sophie Kawala, who represents Kingston and the Islands, says more often than not, tickets are unavailable within moments of being placed on sale. Kawala notes many fans hoping to attend the final concert of the Tragically Hip in their hometown of Kingston were shut out because of the scalper bots. 
Donald Trump was full of verbal swipes against Hillary Clinton while campaigning in Bedford, New Hampshire. Alex Stone reports today Trump heads to a city in recovery. After his stop here in New Hampshire today, Trump goes to suburban Detroit, an area he talks about a lot on the campaign trail because of that city's economic woes and jobs leaving the auto industry heading to Mexico. He vows to be an agent of change, somehow forcing companies like Ford to keep jobs in the U.S. Trump is also promising lower taxes. And students and staff at the District School Board of Niagara have joined others across the country today in celebrating Orange Shirt Day. The event was coordinated to recognize the harm done to generations of children by Indian residential schools and as an affirmation of the public school board's commitment to ensure that every child matters. The initiative calls for everyone to wear an orange shirt to honor those who survived residential schools and in memory of those who did not. For more news in Niagara, go to 610ckTB.com. Text us anytime at 61010. Your weather's next. Stop listening. You've heard car ads before. They start like this. Seat covers will be described as life-changing, and it'll end with whatever inspired by motion means. Convinced? Don't be. Stop listening and test drive an Audi. Experience Quattro technology during the Fall for Audi sales event. Get lease payments from 388 and rates from 2.4% for 36 months, plus a credit of up to $2,000. Offers end September 30th. For details, visit AudiStCatherines.com today. Home comfort isn't just about how the air in your home feels. It's how it makes you feel that really matters. Hi, folks. It's Randy from Mr. Furnace. Air ducts, they constantly move warm and cold air throughout your home, and as it does, it captures dust, dander, and allergens. Trust Mr. Furnace to clean those ducts, the vents, and registers, keeping you and your family feeling safe and healthy. Google MrFurnaceRightTime.ca or call us at 905-892-HEAT. Call Mr. Furnace today. Niagara's breaking news, traffic, and weather. 610CKTV at 610CKTV.com. From the 610CKTV Satellite Weather Center, cloudy and windy today. Still a chance of a morning shower and the high of 17. Cloudy tonight, chance of showers. Lows drop down to 13. Cloudy again tomorrow and Sunday with a chance of showers both days. The high temperature in the low 20s. Right now it is 16 degrees. I'm Newell Sinclair. News is next at 1030 on News Talk 610CKTV. ktv.com Give me such a thrill But your love won't pay my bills I want money 7 minutes after 10 o'clock I've heard the song before Never knew who did the cover version And it's by Flying Lizards is that it? Yeah, the the Flying Lizards. Pretty much That's it for them. It was in the movie Empire Records. Remember okay. that movie? Uh, interesting uh, that we have a lizard story with money, and it doesn't involve the geckos at Bank of Canada, which is also a story in the news today. Watch, someone will text her called, The Flying Lizards had nine hits, man. That's right, that's right. 
like Simple Minds. Right. Mike Moffat, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. I uh, touched a nerve with the audience um, uh, with our last segment about parents. Like, I would be upset if my child's snack was sent home as an unhealthy choice, considering some of the snack choices were, like, really? Cheese strings or uh, goldfish crackers? These are real. All right. All right. Perhaps my child could have a healthier snack. Are your your oldest one is uh is she going to school with a snack or lunch she is and i have to tell you if that had i would lose my mind um this is actually an issue we've been dealing with for years so my, so my daughter is like rail thin uh for a while was failure to thrive so for us it's just getting calories yeah so empty calories is actually a good thing and i remember taking her out for breakfast when she was about three and uh, you know it's basically just uh feeding her like whip topping from uh the top of a waffle and i got a lecture from some old lady at the next table about the dangers of childhood obesity like, i'm like you seen my daughter she's three years old and weighs 22 pounds uh, this is this is not a concern what, uh, uh, when I look at my youngest, who has an eight-pack, and, and, and I'm like, when she asks for ice cream, please, have some more. Like, we have no problem in terms of she gets more than enough activity, she has more than enough energy. We, we, I'm like, she just needs to eat. Calories is what she needs. Don't comment about, maybe there is a problem with some children, not with mine. And obviously, it sounds like not with yours. Mind yep. your own business. We'll be the parents here. Well, 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 exactly, and I've I've sort of got one of each. Uh, so, so my son, I think after a while, we probably might might have to limit it because uh, my son is a remorseless eating machine and will eat anything and everything. Uh, so for him, we might have to watch it. But you know, that's the kind of thing where I, I get frustrated when you see uh, you know see these sort of authority figures or self appointed authority figures. You know, do these sort of one size fits all policies. You know, I have to treat my daughter differently than I treat my son, uh, just because they have different appetites, different uh, metabolisms, and, you know, one's a pickier eater than the other. Let's start with uh, GDP numbers came out today. It was up half a percentage point in July, but most of that was energy, uh, which needed to rebound, though, because we had uh, some real problems in the uh, Canada energy sector, as we know. So your interpretation of our GDP number for July? Well, it came in better than expected. Uh, analysts were looking for something in the 0.3 to 0.4 range, knowing that uh, you know the uh, oil sands had, had come back online in July. So we hit 0.5 percent. Um, for southwestern Ontario, it's mostly good news. Uh, the manufacturing and finance numbers uh, came in rather strong, and that's uh, two industries. We compete in rather well, and that's going to be the, the theme of the third and fourth quarter. So how are our manufacturing and other export industries going to do? The Bank of Canada is still betting on an export recovery and is suggesting that if it doesn't happen, uh, rates might get cut. So Pelos thinks it's going to happen, and I should preface this with Pelos is on my board at the Lawrence Center, so you know I do have to watch what I say a little bit. Uh, but uh, you know he's uh, him and the Bank of Canada are betting on an export uh, recovery, and if that does not happen uh, in the third quarter, we might see a rate cut. Are one of our chief exports, obviously, oil. And earlier this week, for the first time in almost a decade, OPEC agreed to production cuts, which 
immediately bumped up the price of oil a bit. So while it may be some bad news for drivers, it'll be good news in a small way for Canada's oil producers. What do you see as the, the, I mean, in short term, we saw a little bit of a price increase, but will it hold? Some analysts are saying, you know, Russia's starting to flood the market more. We have so much shale oil from the United States. I mean, the oil sands have so much oil in them. Are we going to see a return to previous levels or is this temporary with the OPEC cut? Well, this is an interesting one because this OPEC cut doesn't take uh, place until November. And normally, when these guys do production cuts, they or commit to production cuts, they usually uh, come in a bit early. Uh, analyst reports I've seen say if they can actually commit to this, this thirty-two and a half million barrels, oil prices should be around sixty bucks a barrel. Uh, right now, we're trading at about forty-eight, uh, which is, suggests there's a whole lot of doubt in the market about whether or not uh, countries will actually commit. Uh, to these production cuts. Uh, again, o- overall, uh, you know, oil prices should be a lot higher. Uh, oil prices jumped up about 8 or 9% on the announcement, but have come down slightly. So we're only up about 5 or 6%. So the market's not entirely believing this one. Tomorrow, we have a minimum wage increase in the province. Not as big as before, but up to 1140. It was 1125, 1140. And we've talked about the impact of minimum wage uh, on an economy where, you know, at some point you're like, well, actually, you know, people who are at the lowest end, you know, it, they'll spend all the money. It could be a bit of a stimulus. But you get to a point where, well, business is probably not going to hire as many people. And so they actually may squeeze, try to get more efficiencies out of employees. We're wanting, we want to see this. And you and I talked about this in terms of what a great economic experiment Alberta will be, or Seattle will be, or other cities where they'll have the minimum wage and outside those boundaries, they won't. Is Ontario at a point, or is there still plenty of room between the minimum wage and the, uh, uh, I, I don't know what, what else to call it, not the, uh, the, natura, the living wage, but, but I guess there is gap between the minimum wage and the living wage, is there not? Yeah, so the living wage. Uh, so the living wage is basically what a family of four, uh, both of the the earners, if they work full time, what they'd need to earn. Uh, the London numbers around fifteen uh, fifty six an hour. It differs depending on, on location. I imagine uh, Niagara area is probably about the same because the cost of living is about the same. So it is a bit different. I think overall, I mean, this is just fifteen cents. And I think the important thing here is that this was anticipated that the government of Ontario about three years ago said, you know what, we're going to increase the minimum wage every year by inflation, rather than the old way where they would hold it flat for five or six years and then all of a sudden have to jump it up a dollar. I think this is uh, this method, I think, works a lot better for businesses because they, they know what to anticipate. They don't have to go, okay, well, is this going to be the year where, where, uh, where the government decides to, you know, ramp it up all of a sudden? That if you do this slowly, you know, 10, 15, 20 cents a year, that's a lot lot easier than just holding it uh, flat and then all of a sudden uh, increasing it by a buck. Let me ask you, do we see this as some sort of positive feedback loop? And here's a question from a texter. If minimum wage goes up, which is dependent upon the cost of living, will the cost of goods and services go up as well? Or, well, here's a comment I'll ask you if there's something as well. Or are the rich finally ready to spread the wealth? Or will this just affect small businesses because big businesses usually pay more? 
Yeah, so uh, the, the price of some things uh, could go up. Uh, so if you have any um, anything that is very labor-intensive and involves a lot of minimum wage workers, those are the tens of, of prices that tend to go up. So fast food would be an example that, uh, you know, fast food, uh, a lot of their uh, expenses are in wages, and they have a lot of minimum wage workers. So things like that tend to go up. Uh, grocery stores a little less so because they're a little bit more uh, tech-intensive. And then other other industries, like once you get away from retail, it probably doesn't affect consumer prices uh, that much. So it really depends on your shopping patterns. You know, if you uh, like fast food, then, uh, you know, it probably affects you more than if you don't. And as I said yesterday, one of the things I like um, is it takes a decision out of the hands of the politicians, as you pointed out. When the Conservatives came to power, it was nine years before the minimum wage was increased. Nine years. And so now, just like I think politicians shouldn't decide on what their pay raise should be, we should have a formula. And in St. Catharines, we do have a formula. I like how this is, you know what, here's the minimum wage. It'll go up with the cost of inflation, and therefore no one will be uh, left behind, and it doesn't become a political football, if you will. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I, I think this is fantastic, where you, you just do it for five years, you commit to something for five years, and it gives both businesses and workers a great deal of certainty. Mike Moffat is a professor at the Ivy School of Business. He joins us on Friday to talk money and markets. When we come back, a couple of companies in the news. So we'll talk what's happening with Deutsche Bank and also Mike's beloved BlackBerry. Uh, that and more when we return. CKTV and George's Greek Village present the Niagara Ice Dogs. An extra special Ice Dogs event. An extended pregame show goes at 6, leading to the Kingston front necks and the Ice Dogs. But first, a Bobby Orr banner raising celebrating an Eastern Conference Championship. The Niagara Ice Dogs on 610 CKTV. Brought to you by George's Greek Village, where friends and family come together for great food. No matter how healthy you are, it can get you. Hi, it's Tom McAnulty of Tom's Pharmacy, and we believe that when it comes to colds and flu, prevention is always the best medicine. Proper hand washing is your best and first line of defense. But if the chills and sneezes get to you, we're here to help with everything you need to feel just a little bit better. From tissues and decongestants to prescriptions and cough medicines to a comforting word from a trusted friend, we've got your back. Visit Tom's Pharmacy in the Good Life Mandarin Plaza, Bunting Road, St. Catharines. What do you get when your Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram retailer in Ontario decides to have a clear out? You get great deals on Dodge Grand Caravan, Canada's best-selling minivan. And you get up to 30% off the MSRP on select in-stock models. What else do you get? You get your rear end gear because quantities are limited. And at 30% off, supplies won't last. The 30% off Grand Caravan 2016 model year clear out. See retailer for details. Here's a look at our weather forecast. Cloudy, maybe some showers this morning. High of 17 degrees. Cloudy with a good chance of showers tonight. Low down to 13. Saturday, similar. Good chance of showers during the day. High of 20. For Sunday, cloudy with a good chance of showers and a high of 22. Right now in downtown St. Catharines with overcast skies, 16 degrees. 
The 2016-17 Hot Ticket Season kicks off Thursday, October 6th with a Niagara premiere performance by two world-renowned artists. Together for the first time, award-winning Mediterranean master of the guitar, Pavlo, returns with multi-platinum selling tenor and guitarist Ramigio Pereira. Don't miss their upcoming performance at the stunning First Ontario Performing Arts Centre in downtown St. Catharines. For tickets and information, please visit firstontariopac.ca. The arts live here. It's new. It's big. It's beautifully decorated. It's the grand opening of the all-new Elio's Foot Comfort Center. A modern clinic for comfort, convenience, and complete foot care. Elio's new facility has plenty of free parking and features patient assessment rooms, an expanded team of foot care specialists, plus orthopedic footwear, custom shoes, compression stockings, and bracing. It's happening today only from 9 to 5. Come to the new Elio's and take a guided tour of the new modern spacious clinic. See the private patient rooms. Meet Elio's team of foot specialists and ask all your foot care questions. Elio's will also pay the tax on all footwear. Enter to win prizes including a total foot comfort package with a foot assessment, custom orthotics, your choice of shoes, as well as a pair of compression socks. The total value of the prize package is worth $800. The grand opening of the all-new Elio's Foot Comfort Center. Today from 9 to 5 in the Pine Street Shopping Center in Thorough. Start at 610CKTV.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. For Niagara's breaking news, traffic, and weather, 610CKTV and 610CKTV.com. Listening to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Twenty-one minutes after ten o'clock. Mike Moffat joins us on Fridays to talk money and markets. And Michael, um, were you saddened, disappointed? Anxious that BlackBerry is getting out of the quote hardware development, and uh, they're going to let partners make their phones. They'll focus more on software. This is something that you and I have talked about as a proper course of action for BlackBerry for a long time. Yeah, th- this really needs to happen. Uh, BlackBerry's transitioning into a, a software company. Uh, this is, you know, just the sort of a legacy division that I think they need to shed themselves of. Uh, as a user, you know, I'm a little bit uh, saddened by this. I'm a little bit worried about the future, but I think there's a lot of possibility here. I mean, there's a lot of users that really like the BlackBerry interface. They really like the keyboard, and uh, now you've got uh, Android devices that use these things. BlackBerry could easily just license these things to a Samsung or some other Android dev- uh, manufacturer, so you could still get uh, all those BlackBerry features, but you'd just be buying your phone from Samsung or someone else. I don't see this as a bad news story. I, I-, I see this as finally good. Get out of making, uh, get out of making devices. And I thought it was interesting. BlackBerry. There was a story. Um, last week about how BlackBerry is, uh, their software is being used to track assets, trucks, that there's uh, truckers uh, put BlackBerry devices on their uh, rigs or their loads, and so then the company can monitor what the temperature is, where they are, if the door's open, if it's full or not. I'm like, yes, yes, secure, encrypted. That's what people want. The fact that you make the handset, who cares anymore? 
Yeah, no, exactly. The the, the money's in uh, software, and uh, you know, BlackBerry holds a lot of patents. They have a lot of technology, particularly around uh, encryption and uh, security. So this just makes a ton of sense. You know, this. Uh, Reminds me of like a hockey team that has some 38 year old player that's over the hill that was good 10 years ago. You know, it's like after a while, it's like okay, you know, your your time is up. You know, it's uh, time to bring in the youth movement. Um, there was a story earlier this week that Canada has approved a pipeline and a liquefied natural gas facility out in the west coast, and a lot of conditions attached to it. Though, however, the company that it involved, Petronas from Malaysia. Now word is they're thinking because of uh, uh, other things of getting out of Canada. I thought that was interesting in the same week. Petronas is like, eh, you know, we may not be here for the long term. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I think the big problem is uh, that uh, LNG prices uh, have just collapsed over the last five or six years. So uh, this isn't the sort of big, uh, you know, cash cow that, that it could have been uh, due, due to fracking. You know, we, we've got a glut of LNG across the world. So Petronas is looking at this and going, you know, is this really worth it, uh, given all the expenses? And there's still 190 conditions uh, that they have to meet uh, with this conditional approval. So they're looking, Petronas is looking at this and going, well, uh, do we do this at all, or do we try someone to find someone who buys it? And if so, who's going to be the buyer here? Because I think anybody's going to be looking at this, you know, making that same calculation that uh, Petronas is. So, you know, it, it's kind of ironic that this thing took years and years and years to get approved. It was a big political football. All of a sudden, it might not even happen at all, despite uh, the fact it was approved. Yeah, you know what? After all of that, we may not be interested. Yeah, thanks for your effort, though. You know what? It may not make sense anymore. That's an interesting response. You think it'd be like, finally, all right. It's like, yeah, we've thought it over. We're not so keen on it anymore. Interesting response. Finally, Deutsche Bank, what is the snapshot story here? People are learning about, all right, what's going on with Deutsche Bank? I mean, it's uh, their problems are uh, roiling markets around the world. Uh, does this all go back to the big short? It does. Uh, so their stock price is down about 55% uh, from the start of last year. There's some worries about their financial health. Uh, they have uh, some fines coming up for uh, toxic asset trading uh, back uh, just before the financial crisis. Uh, you know, there's some concerns about their, their managerial ability, some of the things they, they've invested in. And this is one of those things that once that ball starts rolling, uh, you've got ten, 10 different hedge funds have pulled out of uh, Deutsche Bank. You know, it's almost like an old-fashioned bank run that, uh, you know, some people start to, to pull out of this, uh, which leads others to do the same. So Deutsche Bank may, in fact, uh, still be a decent going concern as a bank, but if everybody believes it's going down, couldn't end up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. So Deutsche Bank, the problem is they owe money as a result of their fine because of their involvement in toxic trading before the financial meltdown. So seven, eight years ago, and the fine is how much money? Oh, I, I don't even think they've uh, determined all of the fines yet, but we're talking uh, in the hundreds of billions. Really? World. Yeah, it, there's some there's some significant uh, fines, or at least that's uh, those are the numbers that are getting thrown around. They haven't all been assessed yet. All right, and is this a case where um, Merkel has not signaled that they will help out, but eventually that it is a case of too big to fail, that government, especially the German government, will have to intervene at some point? 
Yeah, and this is a difficult decision to, to, for Merkel to make. That they, they are sort of too big to fail, but at the same time, why they're in trouble is because uh, of their sort of bad activity. So does Merkel want to be the one uh, propping up a company that got itself into trouble for, for shady dealing? So I think what she's hoping for is that, uh, you know, that this kind of sorts itself out so she doesn't have to intervene. Apparently, Deutsche Bank uh, hasn't gone to her and asked uh, for a bailout yet. So I think she's just waiting and uh, not going to insert herself into a situation that she doesn't necessarily need to be involved in. They are a foreign bank for both Canada and the United States. Will there have a, be a big impact here, or is it more likely, obviously, massive in Germany, big in Europe, with a minor ripple in North America? I think overall a minor uh, ripple. I mean, we, Canadian banks are so well capitalized, so, so profitable. You might see some uh, ripple effect in the United States, a little bit more exposure there. Canadian uh, financial institutions are, are very well insulated, so I, I think we should be fine. All right. Mike Moffat, always a pleasure. Have yourself a great weekend. Uh, you too. Take care. 28 minutes after 10 o'clock, and if we're lucky... Next week, we get some job numbers to talk with Mike Moffat. Quick break in the program. When we come back, I want to hear, uh, I'll review some of the comments about sending your child snack back. Halloweenies. Have, have the ha- has the school banned Halloween yet? The schools haven't banned fully Halloween. Not fully. We want a cultural appropriation day where you can... Is that what's going to happen next? Culturally appropriate days? So uh, we'll talk about, are you a Halloweeny? October's tomorrow. You can't decorate for Halloween on the 30th. What are you? Some kind of loser? That's when I decorate. So don't be like me. Are you a Halloweeny? Are you a Halloweeny? So more uh, more thoughts on uh, your child being sent back with their snacks. And are you a Halloweeny? If you are, give us some advice. How do you become a Halloweeny? 1029 is our time and your news is next. Are you still suffering from shoulder, elbow, or heel pain? Shockwave Niagara is here to help. Hi, I'm Dr. David Leprich. And I'm Dr. Tom Gadsby. And And we're from Shockwave Niagara. Although radial shockwave therapy has been available for several years, not everyone knows what it's all about. If you have chronic shoulder, elbow, or heel pain and nothing seems to be helping, please contact us. Shockwave is widely recommended by orthopedic surgeons and to 